0: You're listening to the American Window Cleaning Magazine podcast, brought to you by Ed the standard of performance since 1936. We're really excited today with Jim Dubois. He's going to be with us uh, from North Carolina. Uh, Jim, thanks for coming on today. We're going to be talking about the Business Builder article in the AWC Magazine.
1: Hello there, Michael. How are you and everybody else uh, on the line here?
0: Yeah, good. It's good to see you again, Jim. Um, you know, we've been doing these Business Builder articles now for quite some time. And I uh, just wanted to highlight today uh, this, this one article that uh, you had written this last time. And what was really cool about this article, it, it was talking about um, 11. And it's a two-part article. We'll just focus in on the first part. But um, it's 11 uh, warning signs that your business, your window cleaning business, may be failing. And uh, that'd be something that's pretty important to get figured out early on, wouldn't it?
1: Absolutely. It is something that every business owner really needs to pay attention to. And this is what comes down to reports and watching, watching cash flow and all the aspects of running a business. Uh, a lot of business owners, they just kind of go off what's in their checkbook and hope there's money there. And that's not always the right way to go about it.
0: Yeah, that's very true. And Jim, you uh, run a program called uh, Windows Windows for Wealth uh, system, and um, it's it's pretty incredible, and it helps guys with some of these things. Now, one of the things that you mentioned in this article is kind of interesting to think about your business failing. With this first, first and second kind of go together, but one, the first one was, um, are you getting slow paid? Right, you're not getting uh, money for the business or the, the services that you've rendered. Why is that so important?
1: It's important because when you've got one, two, three, or more employees, especially, what happens is if the payment is slow to come, it puts a real stress on the cash flow that you have in your business to pay them. Obviously, if you can't pay your employees, the business is going to be strained uh, to get the work done to continue bringing the money in. And slow-paying customers have to be dealt with accordingly accordingly. With any business especially ours because we're typically a smaller type business with maybe it's just ourselves maybe it's just a handful of employees and if the cash flow is not there uh, the business is in trouble big trouble
0: yeah, and it's, um, it's so important, like you mentioned, with employees, because uh, it really is a, a labor-heavy business, right? I mean, that's really what we're, we're selling is, is we're selling a service, but that service is, is tied to labor, and uh, we've got to have enough coming in. What would be a good, if a person was looking at their business and they were saying, look, I've got an accounts receivable sheet, um, who, are my, who would be the bad customers on that AR sheet? Uh, how many days would you say?
1: Out we have two different divisions in my company. We have uh, our residential division, and we expect payment upon completion of the job. Of course, that's not always the case because the customer may not be there. Uh, Our material that we send out prior to the job, whether it's via email or text, uh, lets them know we expect payment at completion of the job. And it doesn't always work out that way. So if we're not paid, we immediately within a couple of days our administration person is on the phone with them uh, within 48 hours very relentlessly in order to get paid it's not something that we just kind of hope and wait that a check or a credit card is going to come in the mail or the phone we are in go after it mode if we were not paid right on the spot after the job that's residential commercial different ballgame. If you're involved with large commercial, uh, it could be a 30, 60, 90 day program before you get paid. And you'll know that, or you should know that up front. And if you do know that, and you're asking for that information up front, you can coordinate how you're going to approach your business based on these large jobs. And if you're a new business, you're a one, two, three, four man show, and you're concentrating on these larger jobs, uh, there's going to be some difficulty in there getting paid to keep the cash flow intact. I've seen it happen many, many times with smaller businesses that we talk to today around the country. We also have a commercial storefront division. And when we, our sales guys, pick up these storefronts on our estimate form, as we pick up these, the stores, we ask them, what is the path to least resistance so that we can get paid? options of course are pay the technician at time of cleaning to give us a credit card and if they do give us their credit card information that we can zap at the end of every month and we have hundreds of them we will give them 10 percent off of the uh the price that we're selling the storefront for we had two more calls come in today because we send a mailer out to all of our commercial storefronts in order to try to get as many to convert to the auto credit card charging the last day of the month as we possibly can But some of the customers that are commercial, they're going to say, well, I just want to pay when the month is over. And in most cases, you're going to get paid in 30 days or so with commercial storefronts, but you're going to get those customers that they just won't pay. (laughs) So whether it's residential or commercial, we are relentless on the phone, number one. Number two, if that's not working and we're not getting paid, we send a supervisor out. That used to be me. But we'll send a supervisor out, depending on the division, to go knock on the door, walk into that particular store or office to get paid. And we're not wishy-washy about it. We're going in for payment. They know we need to get paid. And we will wait if they say, uh, well, the owner's not here right now. We just say, well, we'll wait until he comes in. We let them know we're not going away until we get paid. It doesn't always yeah. work that way. But uh, if that's still not working, after phone call, stopping in, email, text, however we're communicating with them, the last card that we draw out of the deck is we send a letter and we send a uh, a a voicemail or a phone call to them that the next step here is a, a small claims court. What do you want to do? So that typically works almost every single time when we get to that last resort. And sometimes you have to go that far with these particular customers. But it's also telling you something else maybe these are customers you don't want to be dealing with anyway.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And they, they also then, uh, the second thing that was in there, and the, again, these are identifiers to look at yourself, look at your business and see, am I fitting in these, qualifications, in these categories? One, I'm not getting paid on time. Number two, and it's a direct correlation generally between number one and number two is, am I not being able to pay my bills on time? Am I always slow paying something? Am I, you know, in a rut where, you know, I'm paying late charges and I'm doing doing this and, and doing that. And that's generally a direct reflection of your AR as
1: well. Yes, those are red flags. And, and some of the things that we do here, and we are really big on reports. We have probably a dozen reports that we look at every single month with a fine tooth, tooth comb. And, and one of those reports with this discussion here is a profit and loss statement.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: When a company is struggling with cash flow, many times it can be it can be found in the profit and loss statement where is the money going is the money coming in we trended out over the previous quarter the previous year the previous two years to see how we're doing in comparison and when we go through our profit and loss reports we're looking for the 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 red flags what's jumping out at us what did we spend more than we should have spent on a particular line item from the chart of accounts and This, every month, it's a new chapter in our book. And as a result of these profit and loss report meetings that we have and the red flags that come out of it, it allows us to put our attention on it that next period of 30 days. So that's one thing that we do. So we've always got a handle on accounts receivable. We always have a handle on where the money is going because we see it right in front of us. And another, another report that we do that would tie into this particular topic is our, as an example, our residential administration person. She has a weekly report she has to turn in to us, the leadership team. And one of the line items on that report is who is past due over a one-week period, who has not paid. And typically, it's a pretty short list because most do pay at the time of cleaning, but we see exactly who she our admin needs to be calling to keep the money coming in and there's a system behind what she does to keep the money coming in or to go after the money that's still out there our commercial administration person on our storefronts and anything to do with commercial is exactly the same way but it's a it's a bigger picture if you will we're we're nearing 4000 storefronts so she puts together a past due report spreadsheet that shows everybody that is 60 days past due all the notes meaning who was called emailed what was the conversation did they pay anything at all and we trend everything out. so we're looking at how what was the conversion of the past dues that particular month to the previous month and all months back and we can see how she's doing but I can see how the company is doing on that particular division. Are are we doing okay with the past dues that are past due? Are we getting the money in? So I would recommend to anybody listening to this to absolutely have reports in place, know exactly where the money is, where it's going, track it, compare it to prior months in your business month to month, and and see how you're doing because, like I was saying before, it becomes – a another chapter in the life of your business uh, one month at a time.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, good advice there. Uh, number three, you're still not getting paid from your business. Uh, this is a big one. And, you know, it, it's interesting how guys look at this um, because, you know, you'll hear on on social media and all this stuff about, well, I went out today and I made, you know, X amount an hour or what whatever it is. But, you know, at the, re, the reality is um, you, you should be able to take a paycheck out of your business. And I think what, one thing that a lot of guys do is they just think, well, I made $200 today, so, you know, I, I got a check for $200 for services rendered, so I made $200 today. And that's not the case. That, and, it, and it's a horrible business uh, mentality, and it'll get you in so much trouble as, as that mentality continues to develop when you start making a little bit more money.
1: And you're absolutely right, because this is the running the business on a whim with that checkbook mentality. The money's in there. They can take it out. And typically, a smaller business is going to do draws for themselves, and these draws can get into trouble when cash is needed, because typically in most people's lives, they they don't save. The the money they make, they spend it, and that's just life. But the smarter way to do it is exactly what you said – Uh, In fact, I had this conversation yesterday with a licensee um, regarding just that. And I told him, I said, you need to cut yourself a weekly paycheck. Maybe your revenue is is, is $4,000 a month right now. You just don't take all that $4,000 out. Give yourself a weekly paycheck that is reasonable, and we talked about that. And you need to take a percentage of that. Here's what we do. My company... Every single deposit that goes into the bank, a small percentage goes into a savings account. We don't even pay attention to that savings account. It just accumulates, accumulates, accumulates. This will help you get out of that rut of no cash flow if you just start putting some money aside. Uh, Just every tiny deposit that you do, a $200 deposit, put a few percentage points into a separate account. We do that. We've been doing it for years, and it has cushioned us uh dramatically as a result of that especially as a larger company when you've got 40 employees that have to get paid the money has to be there but if you're starting out as as a as a brand new business especially cut yourself a weekly check maybe it's find out what your living expenses are and watch your expenses especially if you're brand new you're going to have to do what i did i i I ate on three dollars a day when i first started yeah I had the, I had my lunch, my dinner, my place was all picked out as a dollar, and this is years ago, of course. But uh, I watched every dollar that I spent, but every dollar that I made, I made sure I had enough in my business account to where I could run it. And I could run it comfortably enough where I could still pay my bills. So, yes, cut yourself a weekly check. Maybe it's 500 bucks a week, whatever it may be, but it should really be about half of what your gross Revenue is if, if you're a one-man show that goes down consistently over time and more. So as you grow your company, right, but, uh, right? Keep the cash flow intact. That's one way to do it.
0: Yeah, guys I can't stress enough if you're trying to if you're truly trying to scale your business into an employee operation if it's if you're trying to go from a single man operator to having multiple employees out there you will have to you will have to do this method you'll have to figure out what you're what you're worth a week and then we don't have time to get into it today but once you establish that that's going to dictate your sales program (laughs) because you're going to have to go out and get enough sales in order to to meet that requirement so, guys, really pay attention to this one. If if you're looking to scale your business, you're looking to uh, uh, to get into the employee situation, you're going to have to stop spending every single dime you make uh, in in a uh, on a, in a transaction. You just have to, or else you'll never scale
1: it. So, you have to have that attitude of frugality because it's so easy to spend the money. Fancy trucks, fancy equipment, the new and latest and the greatest gadget. You've got, to, you've got to look at it as not as the technician. You've got to look at it as the business owner. You've really got to watch the dollars that are coming in and going out. Accounts receivable, it's got to be there. Accounts payable, it's going to be there. Yeah. If you're not on it uh, with how you approach your spending. Two things could happen. One, your business will fail, or you'll be stuck in a situation where you never can scale because you're not putting anything away because you're spending everything.
0: Yep, absolutely right. Jim, there, the fourth and fifth thing in that article, one was you're, you're maxed out uh, with your borrowing limits and all that, and that's gonna be a direct reflection of the AR as well, and then um, the last one, we're not gonna have time to get into it today, but it's you can't limit your employee turnover. Um, just in, in one minute, why is that a key indicator that your business may be in trouble?
1: Michael, this is, this is something where, and this is a whole discussion, but the minute version of this is if you're constantly losing employees and constantly hiring new employees, meaning you have to train those employees, every time that occurs, it's costing you money because it takes time to train people. It takes time to get these people in the field, to get them up to speed. And this is where company culture comes into play. This is where benefits come into play. This is where you, as the leader of the organization, creates that a company environment where people don't want to leave. And if you can begin limiting that turnover, you will find that your profits will continue to rise more and more and more because you're not wasting time and money with constant turnover. And this would be a great topic for another call, for sure. Because yeah, Absolutely. Uh, it will suck the cash out of your business if it's a constant ongoing thing. And if it is a constant ongoing thing, something is wrong.
0: Yeah, you know, it, it is, we'll, we'll do that. We'll, we'll, we'll uh, chime in on that topic again, cause we could spend whole 15, 20 minutes on just that topic. Um, but I know in my business, when I had it, I didn't figure that out until probably the eighth or ninth year in that we needed employee stability going into spring. And it was rough because you, you had to downsize in the winter, but I needed employee stability in the spring in order to really project my company. Once I figured that out, it was a game changer, an absolute game changer. Absolutely. Jim, I always appreciate you having on board here at AWC. You're a, just a, such a great resource. Um, we'll put your link up. You can check him out at Windows Wealth. And uh, Jim, thank you and have a great day.
1: Thank you very much, Michael.
0: We hope you enjoyed this podcast. Please uh, feel free to subscribe and also uh, leave a review. And you can read us anytime at awcmag.com.